Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yates, Crone, and Lyle Torre. How do you lose track of Micah Parsons? Cowboys emerging. If you fault them for losing games they could win, you credit them for winning a game they could have lost. Also, Niners-Eagles, a rematch preview championship extravaganza. And college. Let me hear it. College. The college championships and the what-ifs. Let's go around the horn. Borgme, here we go. Conference championship weekends. The what ifs, the what is, and the it'll all work itself out. Let's go around the horn. We start tonight. Number three, Washington versus number five, Oregon. When Washington won the head-to-head earlier this season, it was Oregon striking out on key third and fourth downs. And the Huskies victorious. Whether these two teams are trending differently now, though, Clinton Yates, around the horn to you. Who will prove to be the better team tonight? And will you guarantee right now the winner will make the playoff? I will, and Oregon has gotten a lot better on third downs, third downs, but Washington, to me, is the team that's going to win this game, and the way they're going to do it is by protecting Michael Penix. They only sacked him once in that first game, and he threw for four touchdowns. He was all over the place in Roma Dunze. A guy who's going to be playing on Sundays had a monster game. He is critical. If he can win the matchups that he won in their previous game and dominate from the receiver position, then they've got a shot, and I think that's what they're going to have to do this dream season continues. Harry Lyles, you're shaking your head no. Yeah, to me, Oregon, even since that game, a game that they should have won, has been one of the four best teams in college football. They've been playing like it ever since, and they are going to get their revenge tonight because this is a team that has been clicking on all cylinders, obviously, offensively. They've got the weapons. If you don't know the name Troy Franklin, you probably will after tonight. Bucky Irving, one of the best running backs in all of college football. And Bo Nix, one of the best improvement stories in college football as well. And this Oregon defense has been playing much better. This Washington defense has not been very disruptive. I think that spells trouble for them tonight. Courtney Cronin. You know, Oregon's a nine-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. They lost the first matchup between Washington. And to Harry's point, you've got a Heisman Trophy candidate. You've got a Belitnikoff Award candidate. You've got a Joe Moore candidate offensive line and Art Broyles uh, offensive coordinator. Like, they have one of the best offenses in college football, and that's going up against a team that has 19 sacks total, 110th in FBS. Mm. That's Washington's defense. If they can't affect the quarterback tonight, they're going to have a very hard time beating this Oregon team. And, yes, I believe the winner of the Pac-12 championship, and it will be Oregon, in my opinion, will go and be one of those final four teams. Mm-hmm. And Pablo Torre, will tonight's winner for you guarantee a spot in the top four? 
Yeah, I think Oregon wins, and I think Oregon's in the top four, Tony. The committee put them at number five. That seems like a setup for precisely this reason, to make it easier on them to explain why they are, in fact, sneaking in as a word at number four. And by the way, I laughed when I saw Bo Nix in Times Square here in New York to start the season. And now that dude with that billboard is probably going to win the Heisman. So I'm not laughing anymore. Oregon, mm. as Perry pointed out, since losing to Washington has been a totally, totally different. But they did lose to Washington. The season series would be even at that point. All right, three for Oregon, one for Washington. We move on. Let's go around the horn. Georgia, Alabama. Here we go. Number one, number eight. And whether the Bulldogs can get past that Bama bugaboo they've had in the SEC title games at least. For a team that's on a 29-game regular season win streak, it's odd to say that. The committee watching this game knows things are easy if Georgia wins. If it's Alabama, oh, buddy. And after last week, anything possible for this tie team. Harry, how will this game be won? Uh, well, first off, if you're Georgia, let's start easy here. It's, you win the game by playing the way you've been playing, which has been the best football in the country for the last month. That's the simple part. If you're Alabama, you have got to start by getting pressure on Carson Beck. Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell are the two most important players in this football game because even if they don't get hands on Carson Beck, you are making things more difficult for him, and he has to throw to a defensive backfield that has guys like Kool-Aid McKinstry and Terrion Arnold, who has five interceptions on the season, to try to manage that. So to me, if you're Georgia, you still got to get past Alabama the SEC championship game. That was their last loss in 2021. They've got an opportunity to make right on that this week. Courtney Cronin. Yeah, it's that get past Alabama part that has me tripped up in this. Nick Saban is 10-1 and in conference title yeah. games, going all the way back to his days at LSU. And I'm focusing on Jalen Milrow. He has been a completely different quarterback the month of November than we saw his first seven games of the season. 18 touchdowns total for him, 26 sacks in the first seven games of the season. That went all the way down to four in the month of yeah. November. It's going to be about who, exp who can control the – the explosive plays more, and I think actually Alabama has that edge. Yates in the SEC conference title game. Speaking of Sunday, guys, Georgia's got a whole complement of them, and I think the person that they've got to stop Alabama that has to even have a chance is Brock Bowers. He didn't play last week, even though he could have been kind of cagey with his availability, but he opens up so many things in order for Georgia to be able to move around and get to their weapons. If Alabama has any shot, they got to find a way to get him out of the game. Unfortunately, I don't think they will. And Pablo Torre. Yeah, the shot is Nick Saban, Tony. I'm old enough to remember a world in which Alabama was not a thing we dismiss in an SEC title game, no matter what year it is, as long as Nick Saban is the coach. So is it as simple as, do they have Jalen Milrow, who is now running around everywhere extending plays? Yes. Do they have Nick Saban as the head coach? Do they have all of that talent, even if it's not Georgia-level NFL talent recently? The answer is yes, all three questions. I like Alabama throwing the entire apple cart up in the air and exploding it, basically. Mm -hmm. Well, we, we kind of sense that from your sweater choice today, looking right out of a <laughs> GQ Crimson Tide, 1964. Let me ask a follow-up. <laughs> Would a Bama win guarantee them a spot? I'm only looking for a yes or no answer right now. Would a Bama win guarantee them a spot in the top four, Pablo Torre? Has to. If you beat Georgia in the SEC title game, has to. Harry Lyles? I feel like it has to, but the answer is more complicated. Oh, that's a mute. Courtney Cronin? <laughs> No, it doesn't. They need another upset in the, uh, among the other conference title games to get in. I'm with Courtney. No guarantee when Texas is looming right there. Finally back to Raleigh. We'll get to that in a second.
number four, Florida State, and number 14, Louisville. This is not just about a win, maybe, but also about looking good doing it. Courtney, does Florida State need to win pretty to stay in the playoff? And how pretty? No, they don't because the CFP is not designed to keep out a Power 5 champion. So if they win out uh, and they win this game, they're undefeated. They're in. And this is a defense that hasn't allowed more than 30 points in a game this season. Only one of four teams to do that. Top 15 in scoring offense, top 15 in scoring defense. I don't think this is going to be close. Ira Lyles Jr. I don't think so. I think you got to get a win on the board. You're a Power 5 team, one of the three best conferences I think most people would believe, or at least in a normal year. Three I think best? people probably put the Pac-12 ahead of them this year. But you're not going to leave a Power 5 conference champion that is undefeated out of the playoff. If you are the committee, I dare you to do it. You won't. I've, okay, I, I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> Pablo Torre, knowing they're without no. Jordan Travis and starting quarterback, knowing that it was a little bit of a struggle last week, do you think Florida State needs to win pretty? I do. I don't think this is guaranteed. I talked to John Urschel, former CFP selection committee member on my show, mm, and I asked yeah, him, what is the thing about if the quarterback gets hurt? And he pointed to the rules and he said, this matters. If the team materially changes in composition, the, you lose the, the best player, that is, a, that is a criterion they consider. So I believe that FSU needs to win big to actually remain in the top Linton four. Linton Yates, you just heard Pablo there. Were you convinced that Florida State needs to win big? Yeah, they need to win big, and they need to win at all, which I don't think that they're going to do. Jack Plummer and that squad have a team. There were people in Louisville who were talking about a path to the playoff before they got tripped up by Kentucky, which they do every year. But this is not a squad that's ever been to this game before. This matters for this school. I think that there's a decent shot that they might pull this off. I'll pick them. All right, but winning big. Same may be true for Texas, right? Let's throw Texas in here. And the Big 12, whether they need to win big, win pretty, or will a Big 12 champion be left out no matter what? despite Texas having beaten Bama head-to-head. -head. Harry? Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to get style points. You're sitting at number seven, right? Ohio State is ahead of you. Oregon is ahead of you. And things could shape up where the top four hold as it is. So, yes, if you are Texas, you need to win big with style points, especially against Oklahoma State team that has been shaky the last few weeks. Harry, how do you negotiate the whole head-to-head -head matchup versus the conference title versus the team that looks best right now? I mean, so the committee keeps saying that they're going, their objective is to put the four best teams in which I, I buy to a degree, but at some point, the results on the field do have to matter. It has to be a combination of the best and the most deserving, which I do think ultimately when it comes down to having it to make a decision on Sunday, that is what they will do, what that looks like. Obviously, there's a million combinations that that could look Obligatory. like. Yeah, I think Texas needs to win big, but I believe that also if Alabama wins, I believe they will. Texas then has a road, Tony. Of course, they beat Alabama, right? That was their big loss. And so to me, yeah, I think style points matter, but they have a real shot here if it all shakes out the way I chaotically expect. And Courtney Cronin? If it goes chalk and all the undefeateds make it in, they don't have a case to complain about this. But if Alabama beats Georgia and Texas ends up winning big and they can claim over Oregon, if Oregon wins, they have two top 25 wins. Texas has the win over Alabama, three top 25 wins. They should be in at that point. And Michigan and Iowa. It's almost like all the oxygen was spent talking Michigan the last right. month. Everyone is of the opinion they're the surest thing this weekend, right? I'm looking at heads, not a yes. We'll take that as a yes then. All right. So now it's time. Come Sunday, whether it's the best or the most deserving, who will the committee choose for the four playoff teams? Clinton, start us off. 
Georgia, Michigan. I'm going to have to say Washington because I picked him. And, and I think I think Texas is going to get in. If Louisville's going to pull that upset, I think Texas has a real right Courtney to Cron. blow somebody out in that Big 12 championship game. Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, and Florida State. Ari Lyles Jr. Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, Florida State. Pablo Torre. Oh, see, I'm a Michigan. I'm an Oregon. I'm an Alabama. I'm a Texas guy, Tony. Give me utter, utter energy. And I think, other than uh, the people with a rooting interest, that is the that is the rooting interest of all the alums and fans, not from the teams just mentioned. There it is. The picks you make equal the points you get or the mutes you take. Fire sell next. Iowa making with the Dallas punt Cowboys. only highlight reels is awesome. Keep doing that. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport, brought to you by Chase. You wanted offense and touchdowns and quarterback play? You got it. A punt-free football game. You wanted a flag-free football game? You did not get that. What the Cowboys did in scoring 41 and winning at home again was finally beat a team that, at the time, had a winning record and didn't block Parsons on the most important play of the game. Can't get my head around that. But Tim Kalashaw for the Dallas Morning News. Why does Cowboys victory of the Seahawks feel like the closest thing to a loss? Clinton, buy or sell Tim Kalashaw. Buy or sell a takeaway from Cowboys 41, Seahawks 35. Completely selling Kalashaw here. It doesn't feel close to a loss. They won the football game. Good teams beat bad teams. That's what happens. I know once December turns on the calendar, shouts to David Dennis Jr., skies start falling all over Dallas, but they got the victory. Dak looked good in the fourth quarter, had a couple good throws. What do you want this team to do on a Thursday when the schedule says that's who you face and you actually come Gordy Cronin, I know watching a game with actual touchdowns is, is an anomaly for you, but please go ahead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> What's your takeaway? Look, th- 
This, to me, is about the defense stepping up when they needed to. Seven pressures in the first three quarters, and then in that fourth quarter, including that insane pressure that Micah Parsons got virtually unblocked, which was by design, if you heard Geno Smith after the game. Mm -hmm, They were expecting their running back to leak out. Uh, He's a third-string running back, so he wasn't fast enough to get there before Micah Parsons bolted into the backfield. But eight pressures in the fourth quarter for this Dallas defense. Dak is playing at an MVP level, 21 touchdowns, two interceptions over his last seven games. Games, and that Dak to C.D. Lamb duo, impossible to stop. Yeah, I love Tim, but I don't know that I'm buying this. I, look, it, the Cowboys showed you a lot of the really good that we've seen out of the Cowboys, a lot of the things that we felt good about them earlier on in the season. The one thing I am buying, though, is, hey, man, you got to show us this in January, right? I mean, that has been the thing with this Cowboys team the entire time. Dak Prescott plays great football. He's playing MVP-level football right now and would get my vote, but you got to do this. Okay, but they couldn't play in January last night, Harry. Let's go to Pablo Torre on the takeaway from last night. Well, now luckily they can play in December, and I don't think December's going to be any easier than January, Tony. I'm buying completely Tim Callishaw Mm. and the Dallas Morning News. They get in order the Eagles, the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Lions, and the Seahawks, who have a negative point differential, were supposed to be the amuse-bouche for that run. Instead, they almost choked on their dinner. Not Again, they could not play those other teams last night. But you're suggesting game. the yeah. defense that allowed 35 <laughs> points to a Seahawks offense that couldn't score the entire month of November maybe is a sign of warning. We'll move on. 49ers at Eagles Sunday. A rematch of the NFC Championship game. Is it a preview of this future NFC Championship game? How the Eagles are getting ready for possibly a wet game? That, that is a little bit of sprinkle. Philly won last year, but of course, Purdy was knocked out. Hertz has won 14 consecutive games versus winning teams, which is, hello, the NFL record, but the 49ers are road favorites in this one. Courtney, does that make sense to you? It makes sense based on their strengths against the Eagles' weaknesses. And we know that this Philly team has liked to play it close. Uh, Seven of their ten wins have come by one score. This defensive line is not as dominant as the one that made the run to the Super Bowl. But for me, it's this buzzsaw offense running in of San Francisco, doing things that Philadelphia doesn't typically see. They're under center a lot. So how is that going to factor in when you have Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey coming out of the backfield on top of the fact that they're dominant over the middle of the field. You think it's a matchup of styles here, a matchup of Lyles, Niners-Eagles, please, Harry. Yeah, I'm buying them being favorites. Look, this has been a team that has looked like a very good one over the last few weeks. In fact, like the their victory over Jacksonville, 34-3, looks a lot more impressive as the season goes along. Uh, but to me, the interesting part of this game is you've got strength on strength, the number one scoring offense in the second half of football games versus the number one scoring defense in San Francisco in the second half of games. I think that's where this one's going to be won, and we're really going to see if Philadelphia is legit in this game. If we didn't think they were legit already, okay. Uh, a story of strength and a story of Tory now, please, Pablo. Wow. Um, I believe that this line is not unreasonable because a lot of smart things have been said about the Eagles. Yes, they win close. Yes, the 49ers tend to win big. But the Eagles lost to the Jets. I just want to say that again. They lost to the Jets. Nothing this football season should be so assured when you lose to the Jets. So in that way, Tony, I, I believe but, uh, that. Yeah, San Francisco has three think. losses on their record. Come on now, 28s, how about you? 
New York has nothing to do with this. The Thank reason you. why the Niners are favored is simple. Christian McCaffrey, when he's healthy and he can play, your team is likely better than the other team, and that was already the case for the 49ers. And this is a late game on the East Coast, so the body clock issues are not going to be the same for a team coming from the West Coast. It all makes uh, sense. I go to Yates for body clock. So that's a vote for San Francisco from Clinton and yes. from Courtney and from Harry. And Pablo Torre, what's the story, Morning Glory? Uh, I mean, I was leaning Niners. Now I'll lean the other way because, good lord, we just jinx. We just jinx the 49. Contradicting yeah. ourselves. Let's not all forget. The way home. <laughs> <laughs> they have the best record in football over the last two seasons, Philadelphia. Taking a break here. Showdown is next. Cronin, Torre. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Around the Horn is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. LSU 82, Virginia Tech 64. The return of Angel Reese after the four-game absence. She went 19-9. The assist of Flavia Johnson. We just play the game. Win number 700 for Kim Mulkey. Reese had her arm around Mulkey, giving that trophy ball to her and this hug. And after the game, Angel Reese. Last year at the Final Four, I remember you saying you need a Kim Mulkey in your life. Do you still feel that way today? I'm going to say that today, tomorrow, next year, to the day I die. And that's just how I feel when I'm at LSU because of Kim Mulkey. And Reese also went on to say her mental health was most important, and it felt good to be back. Mulkey went on to say she's proud of Reese. Courtney, does that mean all is good again with the champs? I'm not going to say everything is bygones or bygones at this point. This certainly smooths things over for now, and Angel played great last night, a near double-double, but Kateri Poole still not with this LSU team. She remains away, so I don't think everything is uh, good as gold. Obligatory? Yeah, look, I still have questions that are outstanding as to what exactly happened that have not been answered. But I will say, as someone who sort of reverts to body language medicine post-game, when I'm, like, suspecting this from self amiss, mm -hmm. they passed that test with flying yeah. colors, Tone. Angel Reese could not have been more confidently trying to get us off the trail of investigating what happened there. And so, shout out to them for pulling it off. You said you have some outstanding questions. I'll be the judge whether your questions are outstanding. Thank you very much. Showdown too. Mm. More impressive from distance last night. Check out this. A goalie goal from Tristan Jerry as the Penguins win. And check out this. Steph Curry, you know how he does tunnel shots. This was the far tunnel. 
Didn't go in, but almost did. Pablo, who is better from distance? I love Steph and what he does to my imagination. Didn't think that was even possible to intentionally miss that closely, I suppose. But this dude, number 17 all-time goalie goal, Tony. 17 of these we've seen. So give it to the goalie mm-hmm. and his goal. Tony Cronin. Jerry's actually counted for a point in this game, a game that Pittsburgh ended up winning, beating the Tampa Bay Lightning last night. I just hope that Steph Curry doesn't have some sort of bacterial infection from laying on that racket. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing here, Courtney? <laughs> All right. And that's outstanding FaceTime for Pablo Torrey. You know, once upon a time, Tony, the Philadelphia 76ers, my process Sixers, were called a bacterial infection upon the NBA. And guess what happened this month, the month of November? A new team has gone over the entire month, and that team is the Detroit Pistons. So the next time people want to complain about how bad the Sixers were, just remember, the Pistons are doing it, and they're not going to be anywhere near as good on the back end of all of them losing. I'm not even sure they're trying to lose in the way that my team was. So November, not remember. 71 half hour break. We'll see you Monday.